close your eyes and like visualize it's your 100th birthday and someone who loves you like so much they can be here or they cannot be here stands up and does a speech about you on your 100th birthday like what are they saying what have you achieved what did you contribute to the world what do you stand for what do you believe in what do you own what what you know what change have you made and who who do you stand for and if you can write out that speech from that person and then look at it you actually can sit there and look at your divine purpose in life like why you were here Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to The Dose Podcast, the home of healthy hedonists in search of balance. Dose is an acronym for happy hormones dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin and endorphins and we are obsessed with seeking out experiences that make us feel good. Esme Gummer's energy is infectious. If you could only bottle the stuff and put it in your morning smoothie, the world would be a happier place. She always keeps our spirits high, whether it's at a waterlogged fitness festival or in the studio. When you're training with Esme, nothing in the world can bring you down. She joins me today to talk about how to avoid burnout and her tips for building grit and resilience. Prepare to feel inspired. Hi, Esme. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's been a while since I caught up with you, actually. I think I've been to our One Rebel classes before. Um, I think the last time I saw you publicly was on stage at the Love Fit Festival. Yeah. Um, when it was like a waterlogged day, everyone was looking quite, quite sour. Um, but then you got on stage and everyone just came alive. The energy was electric. So you've obviously got this like infectious energy that people gravitate towards. It's, if only you can just bottle it and oh, give it to people. It's, it's amazing. So, you know what it's just it's mad even like you saying that because when I think back to that day you know what had happened yeah. like I don't know if you know what had happened in the morning I was teaching I think I didn't think the bikes didn't turn up for spin I it was just that. a lot going on yeah. where like the lorry like crashed on the way to the festival that had the spin bikes in so we didn't even know the night before if they were going to turn up yeah. and then like they did and I was the first to teach and the music wasn't working like the sound and like spin class is music yeah. and I ended up like sitting on the bike and first it was a bit like oh let's talk about technique and how to set up a bike and I thought yeah. I'll give them something yeah. and then like time went on and like by the end of it I was singing I was actually yeah. singing <laughs> and teaching a right class and I just remember thinking like in that moment like what is going on what else can go wrong I know like literally I was like singing like getting people to clap along like percussion and like That's te- thinking on your feet isn't it oh, it was just the like weirdest moment of my life and then obviously like you said then I went to the main stage and yeah. oh my god how rainy was it yeah it was I mean there was like mud everywhere but yeah. it was just you turned it around though like my friend looked at me like this girl's amazing oh. and obviously I remembered working out with you before and uh, yeah you, you're, you're a great trainer thank obviously. you and so I know you from One Rebel have mm. you since moved on now are you doing yeah. different things yeah so I um, I actually um, left One Rebel oh my god it's like six months ago now and right. um, and it was like a massive, massive deal for me. It was one of the bravest things I think I've done in a long time because I basically left a job that I loved. Mm. And I think, like, you can call people brave for, like, leaving something that makes them unhappy, but actually sometimes I think the braver people are the ones that, like, sacrifice something that they know they love. Yeah. And they can't... It's not, like, serving them anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I said, I loved it, and it's the best job in the world, and I love people and I love making people feel good but I was there for four years I was um, part of it from the beginning and I just got to a point where I thought 
I'm not doing enough anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing the same. I was very comfortable, basically. Yeah. And you were kind of coasting and you wanted to yeah. change things a little bit. And don't get me wrong, like, I was still turning up every day and giving my everything. But it was like I was in this cycle of, like, comfort. And it was like I knew when I was going to teach, what I was going to do. And it, I kind of wasn't feeling challenged anymore. And I almost felt as well like I wasn't giving these people what they deserved. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just turning up, shouting at them, do this, do that, do that, and then leaving. And I thought, I don't know anything about these people I don't know what they're going through I don't know what's happening in their love life in their job in their family like situations and I'm coming in and being like do a burpee do a squat yeah. do this alright see you later mm-hmm. and I just kind of was like I want to connect with people deeper than that not just stand there and put an, you know more stress on them I yeah. suppose does that go back to the fact that you were a personal trainer first like you like that one on one connection with people it's not really like uh, the one on one thing either because what I've been doing since is actually going into more like well and like speaking to people in like corporate settings but it's the fact that I can sit and in a in a fitness class I've got 45 minutes and I've got so much to talk about like I literally am like preaching constantly and I'm like oh 10 seconds left and I'm like was trying to bring in my personality and like my almost like methods and like you know the mental health side of it into a fitness class and it was it's actually been so nice to just stand and people sit and look back and I can spend 45 minutes instead just talking about what I want them to take in. Yeah. So I was trying to entwine it, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. So what kind of talks have you been giving recently? A lot of the ones um, recently that I've been giving, and I, they tend to evolve with me as well. Like, I've been doing talks now for about about three years and they've always evolved. I've never really kept the same thing. At the moment, it's been a lot about goal setting and motivation because one of the things that occurred to me was the amount of people that are setting goals for themselves every single day and then when they don't reach them, they feel so bad about themselves and they're failures and like they're not as good as the person next to them. And actually, if you sit down and look at your goals, do you actually want them? And you could actually be adding pain to your life every single day on the fact that you're not hitting a goal that you never really wanted. Like, what a waste of time. So, a lot of my speeches at the moment have actually been about... It's been more of a workshop speech. So, at the beginning, I get people to sit there and think of their goals, and then I get them to categorise them into goals that are made out of love and goals that are made out of ego. Yeah. And when I say it, I never say that love and ego are opposites. Mm -hmm. Like, one's positive, one's negative. They sit side by side. Mm -hmm. And I explain how... Goals that you set out of love, you're more likely to stay motivated to get in. But mm. goals that you set out of ego, you're probably going to need a bit more motivation to get them, mm. you know? So making people just establish the goals they're setting and why. And then making people get really goals they don't want to do. Mm. Like when people are like, oh, I really want to run a marathon. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then they're like, um, can you help me? I'm like, yeah, great. Like, how often do you run? Oh, I don't. Mm. I'm like, oh, do you like running? No, I hate it. I'm like, why do you want to run a marathon? They're like, because everyone runs a marathon. You get a medal. I'm like, no, you don't want to run a marathon. And they could spend two years, three years of their life saying, I'm a failure or I'm not worthy or I'm not a good person because I haven't run a marathon mm. when they didn't even want to anyway. Yeah. Like, and you just add in to like your pain, like your mental health in a detrimental way by setting goals you don't actually want. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. It's a waste of time. It seems to be a problem with, I don't know, it's millennials or the younger generation mm. as well. It's like they're so focused on the reward, like yeah. the medal or the sense of achievement that they forget about the journey in between. 100%. So they don't train properly. Yeah. You know, they, they skip the really important theory stuff. Yeah. Same with, you know, people getting personal training qualifications without actually doing yeah. work. Yeah. Like, and it is just like, it is just like what you said, like the reward at the end of it, the medal, the qualification, the Instagram post that you did it. And it's like the journey is so important because... Like, 
Have you seen that film Click with Adam Sandler? Uh, no, I haven't. He like, has a remote for his life, basically. Yeah. And what he can do is he can um, he can fast forward the bits that he doesn't really like. So if he's having an argument with his wife or if work's taking ages to get a promotion, he can fast forward. Yeah. But basically, in the end of it, it goes to like auto fast forward. So every time he goes to start an argument, his wife goes to start arguing with him, mm-hmm. his life skips yeah. to like, oh, we're not arguing anymore. And then every time he's looking for a next promotion it skips so he loses all of his life basically and that's what I feel like people are doing like, like exactly like you said Manelli was is that we're constantly just setting these goals and we're actually closing our eyes till we get there it's like suffer 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 go through the pain to get there so I can say I've done it yeah. you're not living and, or for the Instagram post yeah. or that, that and then you're there. suddenly going to get to the end of your life with like you've skipped out the yeah. most important parts and you're just showing the highlights yeah it's like living in a show home, isn't it? You're not yeah. really living. And I think if you want to skip the process, then you don't want... You shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're running a marathon and you want to skip the process of running it just to get the medal, you shouldn't be running a marathon. No. Because what's the point? And I think we're doing that a lot in life at the moment where we're skipping the most important part, the bit where we grow and the bit where we should feel happy. Yeah. No, that's totally spot on. Yeah. So what would you encourage people to do instead then? What's the, the, the rest? Like just spend more time actually studying and like learning about why you want to be doing these things? Yeah, I just think, like, taking a moment, the best thing you can ever do is, like, this little sort of um, activity that I like doing with people and I do it myself with, like, your 100th birthday speech, which is, like, close your eyes and, like, visualise it's your 100th birthday and someone who loves you, like, so much, they can be here or they cannot be here, stands up and does a speech about you on your 100th birthday, like, what are they saying, what have you achieved, what did you contribute to the world, what do you stand for, what do you believe in, what do you own, what, what, you know, what change have you made and who, who do you stand for? And if you can write out that speech from that person and then look at it, you actually can sit there and look at your divine purpose in life, like why you were here. Mm-hmm. And just by looking at that, you can draw back from it and be like, hang on a minute. I really want that promotion at work, but when I look at my 100th birthday speech, it doesn't even go into that. Mm. And, like, you know, I really want to own a, this certain car, but when I look at my 100th year speech, I don't even have a car. Yeah. And, you know, like, just taking a moment, I think people could take a lot of time just to stop and be like, what do you actually want? Like, why are you here? What is your divine purpose in life? Mm. And all these things in your life that you think you're doing that actually have no contribution to your 100th birthday speech, then what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? I think we're living in a city as well. It's so yeah. hard not to get caught up in the, the frenetic pace of it. Because yeah. I mean, now I live in Devon, I come up more sporadically and I see that everyone's charging around, they're so busy. And I was just like that, like coffee, like mm. working 100 miles per hour, but it's actually unnecessary. Mm. And you're probably less productive charging about like that. It's yeah. better to just work smart and actually enjoy a bit of rest, go, you know, look after yourself in between mm. all that. Yeah, it's, it's, painful for, it's painful for me to watch as like someone who's very strong wellness and you know as a personal trainer and like a fitness coach and a motivational coach and things like that it's painful to sit and watch my friends and my family in London and my clients they're they're gonna self-combust I watch them and I think you're gonna break Mm. like people in our age group people living in London people working in the city whatever they're doing They're trying to be 100 in every area of their life. Like, not only are we trying to be 100% in our job, we're trying to be 100% in our social life. Mm. And we're trying to be 100% in our relationships with our boyfriends or girlfriends. We're trying to be 100% in our um, fitness. 
and you look at the people they're waking up at five in the morning they're like banging out a fitness session they're going to work they're working hard all day then they have to go to drinks after work and show up and be this happy excited person because you don't want to be the boring one who cancelled or turns up sitting there in a mood so then you're giving 100 then you've got to go back and then you've got to go to your partner who's at home waiting for you and make sure you're sustaining a relationship with them and then think about yourself for a second then get to sleep and I'm just watching people every day do this this was half the reason that I left my job as a a group exercise coach because I was like I'm just adding to it I'm adding to it these people are going to explode you see it all the time in my cool downs I'll be teaching I could could teach a cool down to 40 people and at least 5 people are crying they're crying you're not saying much you're you're being honest you're telling them don't forget how amazing you are and they cry you think how are you crying because someone's telling you're amazing you are amazing you shouldn't be crying you should be celebrating people can't celebrate us anymore because they're looking at everything they're not Mm. all we do in life is we look at what we're not doing we look at what we don't have we've got too much choice and we've got too much around us that are telling us what we don't have anymore yeah and it, it's just people are gonna break yeah there's a great quote i love um which is a comparison is the thief of joy yeah. it's so true you just you lose yourself by yeah caring what people are doing 100% it's like I always say to people never compare your chapter 1 to somebody else's chapter 13 mm, that's a great one and it's just you know one one of my biggest things as well at the moment is like yeah but people mm. which is like don't be a yeah but person where you look at someone and go yeah but it's alright for them I mean we all do it anyone listening to this right now can happily say like they've yeah butted probably in the last minute <laughs> it's like anything you do like look at someone and they're successful and you go yeah but they come from a really good background or yeah but their boyfriend's this person or yeah but um they are just naturally really skinny and they don't have to try and i think how dare we yeah but people when we have no idea what they've been through because the biggest thing is like an easy one to like for everyone to relate to is instagram is i could go on a 5k run Mm. right and so for example uh the other day i woke up and it took me an hour right it took me one hour to go out for a run i knew i was going for a run that morning it took me one hour and I didn't, I wasn't doing anything in that hour. <laughs> it literally took me an hour to put on legging sports bra top and trainers. Yeah. And I was trying to think of all these reasons why I'm not going to run. Because I was thinking, oh my God, I've got work in five hours, I might be late. And I was like, oh, I've got to put a wash on. I didn't really sleep well last night and I need to eat. And you try to think of all these reasons and then you go on the run and you do a 5k and then you come back and then you take a photo and you post it on Instagram right and you're like 5k run down then everybody comments oh my god you're so amazing wish I had your motivation wish I had this wish I'm no more motivated than anyone in the world no one is more motivated than anyone but nobody saw the hour before yeah everybody sees the run we go around in life and all we see is the run. Every person that we come into contact with, every person who's succeeding in life, we see the run. Mm. We didn't see the hour before. So how dare we yeah, but people when we don't know anything about their journey and what they've been through to get to that? Yeah. And I think that's another thing, comparison. We're constantly going, we either compare, I'm not good enough because they're doing that, or we yeah, but them. Yeah. We need a reason. We need a reason why they're successful because it can't be because they've worked hard. Yeah, they can't just be doing a good can't job. Can't just be doing a good yeah. job. They can't have gone through so much pain and this to get there, can't have. Yeah. Because it just doesn't work in our brain and it doesn't make us feel good. Yeah. And I think that is the, like like you said, it's the thief of joy. It just is it's killing people every day by comparing. Mm. So what about your journeys getting here? So you're no stranger to these epic kind of feats of physical endurance. And you did the SAS challenge um, and you recently climbed Killing. Is that right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like what drives you to take on such extreme activities? Do you know what? It's funny that you asked that because I 
ask myself that when I'm in the situation. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in the situations and I actually say to myself, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, do you know, the reason I'm doing it is because I can. Mm-hmm. Everything I do, I do it because I can. Like, there was a time where I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was paralysed, I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. And now I can walk, I will walk on the most basic terms. But people don't realise that they're capable of so much. The amount of people that sit back and be like, I can't believe you did that, I could never do that. I'm like, you could. Mm-hmm. You could. And half the reasons I take on these challenges that push me so, so, so hard and almost to my breaking point is because I want to know that I can. Mm. And it's because before I know I can do it. I can, I can choose to put myself in these situations. Some people can't. Mm. There's some people right now sitting at home that can't do half the stuff that I can do because of physical reasons or because of illnesses. And you think, how dare I sit back and not? Mm. And that for me is something that touches me so much because one, I've been in a position where I couldn't and I would have done anything to do a burpee. Yeah. <laughs> so when people say I hate burpees, I'm like, there was a time where I would have done anything to do a burpee and you hate them. Yeah. And I think like, there are people in my life as well, in my family that aren't able to do things and I think they'd do anything to be able to do that. And I, and I suppose I do it for them as well. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I do is for the people that can't, that mean a lot to me. Mm. And just, I suppose there is a bit of sadistic side to it as well, where I do just want to know what my breaking point is. I'm like, what's going to break me? Yeah. Like, I actually want to know, and I still haven't found out. <laughs> I'm like, what's going to break me? Yeah, swim the channel. <laughs> yeah, but it is like the opportunity, you know, I just recently did um, the infinite trail race in Austria. Yeah. And I had to get up at like two in the morning and I was on my own and I set off and it was a 25 kilometer race and it went up a mountain and it was horrendous and the altitude kicked in and it was so bad. And you're doing it and you, while you're doing it, you're just thinking, what am I doing? This is horrible. And I had a moment where I thought, I just want to go home now. Like I want someone to just pick me up and take me home. And I carried on. You get back from it. And I remember coming back and I ran towards like the crowd at the end and there's people who love me that are waiting for me. And you run back and you think, why would you ever choose not to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, how could anyone choose not to have that feeling? of accomplishment I, I don't get it like when I'm out at the weekends and I'm out walking or I'm running or I'm doing things I think how could you not want to do this I feel sorry for the people who choose to sit at home doing nothing like who choose to yeah. like not people who have got a reason the people who choose not to go out and walk and run and do all these things I feel sorry for them so I think you are missing out on some amazing things mm-hmm. and that's the thing the challenge is horrible yeah and it defeats you sometimes but at the end you can't beat that feeling yeah I think that's the thing with like what we do with happy hormones because I don't think people realise that we we already contain this amazing formula of feel good emotions that yeah. we just have to learn how to tap into them properly yeah. exercise is such a great one for it yeah. but obviously people are put off by you know the pain and the, like getting through those barriers Yeah, it's just so worth it isn't it? 100% and like no one regrets a workout so <laughs> like trust me when I say I've worked in the fitness industry long enough to know that I've never known someone to say oh I wish I never did that mm-hmm. unless they got like injured yeah. or even people will be throwing up at the end of a workout and they're still you know <clears throat> half an hour later be like I'm so glad I did that yeah. you never regret a workout and yeah 
I do agree with the fact that you can get endorphins from it, but it's not just about endorphins. No. Really. Well, because like, I was talking to someone else about this recently. It's like it, it is indigenous morphine, i.e., it's a, it's a pain yeah. killer. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So. And the thing is, like, yeah, you get endorphins and you get all these chemical things happening, these hormones that take place that yeah. like make you think happy, but it's not. It's accomplishment and it's believing in yourself. Yeah. It's like we are so fortunate what exercise can teach us that we can put we can put ourselves in a position of pain and then get ourselves out of it how incredible is that mm. we have the choice I have the choice right now to put myself in a plank and hold a plank and then quit it when I want mm. I can choose to take myself out of the pain how much control I have over myself in that moment what exercise can do for your life outside the gym is incredible if you can do things in a workout, think what you could do outside a workout. That's what it's all about for me. I don't care about six packs. I don't care about dress size. I couldn't care less about that. Science does that. Yeah. For me, you are your workout. What you can do in a workout is you, you can do anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you've got the, the opportunity to put yourself in a position of pain and discomfort and then work yourself through it. How incredible. Mm-hmm. No one else holds that, does it. Your brain does it. You have the opportunity to find out just how far you're willing to push yourself and just how strong you can be. Yeah. And if you can if you can put yourself in a vulnerable position in a workout and feel that come out, that person, that voice in your head say, you're amazing, you can do this, you're strong, you're tough. Imagine using it when you walk into your next meeting that you're panicking about or that next promotion or, you know, walking into a public place and you don't want to put your head up. Mm. You can reflect back and go, yeah, but remember that time that you were sprinting on this number and you felt amazing. Yeah, it teaches you resilience, doesn't it? 100%. And like everybody, every single day has got the opportunity to put themselves in a position of pain and then take themselves out of it. But people don't want to do it because people avoid pain. Mm. People avoid... People avoid discomfort and avoid pain. Our bodies will do anything they can to avoid it. And do you know what we should do? Is challenge it more. Yeah. Like, that's where resilience comes from. Resilience is putting yourself back in a situation where you don't, where you know, you know it's going to hurt, but you go back. That's where like, you get resilience. You know, if you have a wipeout when you're surfing and you get back on the board, or yeah. you fall off a horse and you get back on the horse. Exactly. Yeah. It's everything. Every single thing physical yeah. relates to your mental strength. Mm-hmm. And it is... You, you see it, you see it. I see it in clients, the people that will start and within 15 seconds give up. Mm-hmm. And you think, you, I know just from that, 15 seconds of spending time with you, I know exactly the person you are in your life. I know exactly. Huh? Do we ever come back to your classes? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can, it is mad how, honestly, how someone acts in their workout. You can sense their judge of character a mile off. Yeah. So what's next for you then? You've obviously you talked about the SAS and climbing Killy. Like what yeah. other kind of feats of endurance have you got coming up? Um, personal challenge. Yes. To be honest, at the moment there's nothing in the pipeline. But um, I obviously did that trail race recently, and I really want to do a bit more of that. I like learn a lot about myself on that, and actually feel like I could enjoy training in that way. Um, but I just I do crave a challenge. Like I'm like. The other week, there was a 100-kilometre run happening, and I was like, oh, I might just do that this weekend. And people are like, what? You don't just do an ultramarathon at the weekend. And I think there's something in me that craves that. Yeah. For many reasons, some might not even be positive reasons as well. Like, you know, we're all dealing with pain in our life every single day, and I actually think that sometimes we put ourselves in challenges because it exhausts our brain. Yeah, it distracts us from pain. Exactly, and sometimes there are not always positive reasons for taking on challenges, but as long as you can control them as long as you're not using it in a self-harm way because that's another interesting thing that I know people use exercise and challenging themselves for self-harm which is I want to make 
this pain hurt my body so much more than the pain I'm feeling in my heart right now yeah. or my head right now and you know that's not necessarily a good way to do it but if you can convert it and be like I'm using this to put myself in pain to then come out of it feeling strong mm-hmm. and feeling good about myself then you know good yeah but I'm always up for a challenge and you know I don't even want to do challenges for self-indulgent reasons I actually love doing them to learn things so I can share for the people who can't or for the people that aren't ready yet to do it you know I love for me it's all about contribution and everything I do any offer that I get whether it's work or just you know leisure I'm like how is this going to contribute to someone if it's going to contribute to someone's life then yeah I'll do it yeah it's a great attitude to have and did you have any inspiring people in your life that have helped to shape who you are I think if I'm honest I'm surrounded by people who are, you know who I aspire to every single day and like I think the most common thing is we look at heroes and successful people yeah. and actually like I'm every day I'm inspired by just anyone in my life because everybody has something going on yeah. everybody and you know one of the biggest things that I've learned recently about about happiness and about feeling good is we've got to get out of our heads that we deserve happiness Mm. like the minute that we can all just just stop and say I am not deserved happiness happiness isn't going to turn up at our doorsteps Mm -hmm. you know I think we just we live in a world where we think I deserve it and if I'm not getting it, then, you know, I'm not going to bother. And like I said, I'm inspired by people around me every single day, friends, family, people on the TV, stories that I read where I'm just like, everybody's got something going on. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, I feel like a lot of the times we can make ourselves even worse because we're like, hang on a minute, I'm a really good person and I've done really good things and I've always like followed the book and I've never done this. Why, why are bad things happening to me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bad things are happening to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're the, the most moral person in the world or if you're a hideous person. Bad things are going to happen to you every single day. What can we do? We can equip ourselves so when it happens, we're ready. Mm-hmm. Like, what can we be doing now for when it happens? Because one of the biggest things for me is I'm never here to tell people that your life's going to be sunshine and rainbows after you listen to this podcast or if you follow me on Instagram or if you come to one of my classes because it ain't I'm like the brutal honest person that tells you your life is going to be awful again and again and again horrible things are going to happen horrendous things what can you do now what can you be doing right now to be ready for that who, who can you surround yourself with and you know what can you take from the people around you that are going to help you be ready for that it all goes back to being in the present doesn't it really? 100% because people live for those highs but with any high comes a low and actually where yeah. you need to be all the time is in this kind of comfortable middle bit which yeah. isn't particularly exciting it's just the mundane every day yeah. and be grateful for that because you only get a short life yeah it? and one of the things I've read recently was brilliant if you're living in the past you're depressed and if you're living in the future you're anxious yeah that's great and I was like you know you just suddenly read something you're like oh my god and you know I I read another thing that was said I actually reposted it on my Instagram story the other day which said most of the pain that we feel are just thoughts Mm -hmm. most of the, the you know people wake up people wake up every single day and they're in pain and most of the pain comes from their thoughts yeah it's we tell us our stories and yeah our oh my god yeah <laughs> don't we like yeah. and like you know for, for me I, I actually posted something recently as well on my story and I got so much like feedback from it and people were like reposting it and I thought I need to actually put this out there it was just me te- like you know typing one day where I was like ha- there's no such thing as happy people mm. 
There is, I promise you, there is no such thing as happy people. You're not just a happy person. The, the happiest people in my life have worked to be happy. Every single day they're waking up and they're putting in processes to make themselves happy, to find happiness. You don't just wake up happy. You don't just get given happiness because everybody has something going on. And the minute that we can realise that, the minute that we can start becoming more happy in ourselves and becoming more happy in our lives because there's so many people at the moment who are so sad and people who are, you know, facing depression... I, you know, I can completely relate to that. I've grown up around depression, women, like a close circle of me, family, friends. I, I can really, you know, I really know enough about that where I won't tap into that. But sadness, when people go, oh, I feel really sad. It's like, it's normal. Yeah. It is normal to be sad. It's normal. Human conditions. If something happens that makes you sad, you are sad. That is normal. And it's about what we do is we stay in sadness. And it's so much easier to be sad mm. than it is to be happy. It is so much easier to say, I'm sad and I'm going to stay sad. It actually takes courage and strength to be happy. Yeah. So obviously there's people with clinical depression. Yeah. And that's chemical imbalances and that's a whole other story. But it's people who now go, I'm sad, therefore I must be depressed and it must be a chemical imbalance. It's like, hold on a minute, before you jump straight to that, it's normal to be sad. And we're starting to live in a world where we feel a little bit of sadness and think, I must be ill. Because everyone else is happy. No, 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 they're not. Mm. And it, it, like I said, it's, it's easier to be sad. It is. It's just learning little hacks. Yeah. You can distract them. What, what can you do? What tools can you put in? You know, one of my closest, closest, closest friends, dearest friends to me who I grew, grew up with, she said we were 17 years old and we lost our friend in a car accident just suddenly I remember getting the phone call and she was just gone and me and my friend at the time I remember getting ready at her house and going to a funeral at 17 years old and you know I'm with my friend and we're going and we're like what is going on like we've lost someone within a few weeks my same friend I was off going on holiday with her for the weekend um, in England and we were driving and she got a phone call and her mum had been taken sick into hospital and we turned around and by the time we got back to the hospital she, her mum had gone mm. this is a 17 year old girl she's a baby her mum had gone just like that mm. and over the next three years I was with her for the whole thing her dad died and then her older brother within three years she lost her mum her dad and her older brother between the age of 17 and 20 She's a baby. Yeah. She's a baby. She has every reason to give up. She has every reason to be sad. She has every reason to say, the world's a cruel place and I don't deserve this. Mm. I've done the best I can. I've been a good person. I've been this, I've been that. I was at her baby shower this weekend, her second baby. She's got a husband, she's got a baby, she's got another one on the way. Mm. She is the brightest, happiest person in my life. Her, Her laughter lifts up the room. She's the kindest most giving, most positive person in my life. Mm. How? Because she chose to be happy. She worked on being happy. Because she's not... If you met her and you didn't know the story, you would leave and say, she is such a positive, happy person. Yeah. Right? And then the minute you find out her story, you're like, hang on a minute. How? How? Because she chose to. Mm. She fought. She's fought and fought and fought for the past 10 years. Mm. A lot goes on behind closed doors, as you say. And we're all going through it. Exactly. And this is where I can't help but get frustrated when people say, yeah, but, it's a, yeah, but she's just a happy person, because you could say that about my friend. Mm. If you never knew, you could go, yeah, but it's all right for her. She's got a husband and two kids. Hang on a minute. Mm. And I just think she made a choice. 
every morning because she could have been sad yeah. and she could have let it overcome her and she could have given up. She made a choice every single day to find the happiness. She made a choice to rephrase things in her life. Her mum wasn't here, so what could she do to rephrase it? Became a mum herself. Exactly. When it's Father's Day and she misses her dad, what could she do to rephrase it? Celebrate her husband being a father. You know, it's about being a, it's about having the strength in you and it's about choosing to rephrase your pain because that's all it's about. Because like I said, you're going to hit pain every single day and you have a choice to rephrase your pain and you have a choice to come away from it. And it's just about choosing to do it and not thinking the world's against you because it's not, Mm. it's not, it's not against you. What are some things in your life that give you ultimate joy and happiness that you've kind of put in place? I think for me, like, one of the things I've learned recently, I feel like recently I hit a point of just, like, empty. And, and I, I wasn't expecting it. I hit a point of where everything in me just emptied. And I was like, I've got nothing left. I've given and given and given and given to people or to things in my life so much energy and happiness and positivity that suddenly something happened and I dropped and I felt empty and one of the things I realised was you have to keep a little piece just for you just for you yeah a little piece so that when everything goes wrong and where everything you know drains you and if anyone in your life drains you or takes from you or anything you leave a small piece and you have to make that so important that's untouched Mm -hmm. you have a small piece inside of you that no one can touch no one has the right to come near and that's your piece and if I hadn't have had that tiny piece I wouldn't have stood back up and come here today and come back out and you know and for me that's something that I think you know things that what makes me feel good is in that piece that's in me what, what makes me happy where am I who am I with that when I feel most myself what am I doing? Who am I with? If you could close your eyes and be like, when am I most myself? When am I most smiling? Who am I with? Where am I? And what am I doing? And if you can keep those three things in your small piece inside of you, it's there whenever you want it. You only have to close your eyes. Yeah. You only have to close your eyes and go there. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's something. What? Where do I find happiness? I find happiness in those things, the people I surround myself with, that you know, the things I'm doing, and where I am. And if you could ask those three questions to yourself every day, am I around people who make me feel good? Am I doing what makes you feel good? Am I in a place where I feel comfortable and good? How can your life be going? How can it be wrong? Mm-hmm. If you answer bad things to any of those questions, you need to get rid of them. Yeah. Another thing that irritates me is when people say, I'll be happier when I yes. live in Australia. Because you just yeah. take your pain with you, don't you? 100%. Like... The amount of times in my life where I've been struck down, when I was paralysed, when things have gone wrong, when I found out my brother was seriously ill and things like that, and I always go, I'll be happier when I can walk again, and I'll be happier when my brother gets fixed, and I'll be happier when um, I get this job that I really want, and I'll be happier when this person just tells me what's going on, you know, and it's so true, because when you get it... At the end of the day, you're still you. Yeah, something else comes along. Exactly. And yeah, you can pick yourself up and put yourself in a new place, but you've got to still be with you. And if you are not... I was speaking to my sister, my younger sister, the other day, and I said, you have a responsibility to take care of your home. And I said to her, and I don't mean your house. I mean your home, you. This is your home. If you don't want any bad people in your home, you don't let them in your home. 
in my in my home itself, in my flat, if a bad person came into my flat, I would treat them in a good way. But once they left, they'd never be welcome in my flat again. Yeah. I would never make someone feel uncomfortable in my flat or not welcome or feel like they can't sit down or whatever. But once they leave my flat, they're never coming back again. We have to do this for ourselves. We live, this is my home, this is mine. You don't come into my home and disrespect my home. How can you keep your home clean? How can you keep it secure? And how can you keep it safe? Because you have to live in it every single day. And you need, I said this to my sister the other day, is you have a responsibility to keep your home clean from the things that aren't allowed to be in there, from the things that are hurting you. Clean your home. Every single morning, clean your home. Who can't come in your home today? What smells, <clears throat> what noises, what colours, what is not coming in my home today? And once you make that decision, don't let them in the door. Mm. And if they do come in, treat them well, <clears throat> because that will satisfy your soul. <laughs> you know, don't treat anyone in a bad way, but don't let them back in again. Yeah, that's a really nice metaphor to use, actually. Yeah. Something I was told about, you know, when you, um, you feel really toxic and like, you've not drank of water, yeah. you know, like, imagine if it's a stagnant pond that's just yeah. like bubbling there in the corner. Because yeah. our bodies are nearly all water, aren't they? It's like we've got to keep that water coming in to get, because otherwise we've got sluggish, we lack mm. energy, and I think we're running around so much that, like you say, trying to do it all, that we're like, you know, going for drinks with our friends, then getting really dehydrated in our workouts as well. Mm. So, like, actually looking after your home is such a good yeah. one. And, and, you know, if you was, who, who's in your home? Mm. Who makes you feel good? Who makes you feel relaxed? You know when you have a guest around your house and you just feel an energy for like you have to make conversation and you're like, you know, do you want a cup of tea? Do you want this? Who can come into your home where you can just sit in your underwear with your belly out and not even talk to them? (laughs) Have you ever heard the thing with lights and drains? Uh, Yeah. Are you a light or are you a drain? Yeah. And it's about like, you know, keeping the lights in your life and getting rid of the drains, but also are you a light or a drain? Yeah. Are you, are you are you the type of person that when you turn up, people go, oh, yeah. they're here? Or are you the type of person when you turn up, they go, oh, yeah. thank God they're here? Yeah. You know, and I think, like, that's the most important thing for true happiness is if every decision you make is made out of love, you can never be wrong. That's a really beautiful way to end it. Every decision. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been really inspiring talking to you. Thanks. If you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. You can also refer to the links in the show notes below. Want to know more about Dose? Visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel-good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing. Hormones firing.